too many female leads in Star Wars, Star Wars Rebel Season 3 Blu-ray announcement, and a rumor surrounding an upcoming Star Wars game from Visceral. Buckethead Podcast Episode 3 starts right now. Welcome back to the Buckethead Podcast. We are back for another round of news and rants. Today is Friday, June 30th that um, I am recording and boy do we have a show today. If you guys are new to the podcast, my name is Mike and I am the Buckethead, also known as all underscore Star Wars on Instagram. With this show, I cover the latest Star Wars news, whether that be movie news, TV show news, video game news, and of course, comic and novel news. I'll definitely get into uh, the realm of collecting for Star Wars because I'm a collector myself. With the show, I want to keep you guys up to date with the latest Star Wars news. And of course, I want to add in my two cents because, you know, I'm a buckethead. So this is how the podcast will go down. First, I will address any news that's out there. I'll report on what um, I want to talk about first. And then I'll obviously commentate and throw my opinion out there. Um, then I will answer any questions that I have received uh, within the past week um, from you guys that you guys have been sending in. So as I mentioned in the intro, we have lots of great things to talk about. So let's get started. Okay, so our first uh, news story of the day is on Tuesday, June 27th, the trailer for Forces of Destiny was posted online. The trailer featured Ray and BB-8, Leia and Wicket, Jin and Stormtroopers, Sabine and Leia, and finally Ahsoka and Padme. Regarding the show, Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy said, Star Wars Forces of Destiny is for anyone who has been inspired by Leia's heroism, Rey's courage, or Ahsoka's tenacity. We're thrilled that so many of the original actors are reprising their roles in these shorts, with capture, uh, which capture the small moments and everyday decisions that shape who these characters are. It is a fun new way for people to experience Star Wars. Star Wars Forces of Destiny premieres July Third on Disney on the Disney YouTube channel and on July 9th on Disney Channel. Okay, so that's not a lot to take in, guys. Um, very simple, very simple. Um, I'm very much looking forward to these shorts, which are indeed canon. So they are they do take place in the realm of the Star Wars universe. They go along with the TV shows, the comics, and the movies. So um, let's get that out of the way. Um, now you guys have probably seen the hate comments already, all the dislikes. Um, cause the leads are all female, but let's talk about it. Um, as you know, the Buckethead podcast is, I give you my honest and real opinion. There's no BS in here. Um, I also keep it clean for the kids, but, um, I try to, you know, I may say uh, from time to time, say unpopular things, but with this, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that all the female or the leads are all female and, and um and such that you know little girls get to um you know see their favorite heroes and in their own way in this 2d animated um shorts and stuff that will become a show apparently but my thing is disney and lucasfilm are doing a very terrible job with the marketing terrible job one trailer i did like but the rest of it is just like really 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 um it's just bad marketing 
Um, it does is not appealing to those uh, boy little boys on Instagram complaining about the show. It's not appealing to them. But um, you know, <laughs> Star Wars has been known and for social media for trolling people who who hate on um some material. You know, like um, there's a comment the other day on their Facebook page that said, "Is this for girls?" And then Star Wars said, "This is Star Wars. It's for everyone." Well, they're not really making the show making look making it look for like everyone. It's not appealing to those little boys on Instagram. Definitely not. But um, I'm look. At first, I was a little thrown back that it's all girls, and not because I'm not. Because ha- here's the thing, I don't like being force fed stuff. No pen, in- no pun intended. With Ray in Force Awakens, it felt natural. And you know, some argue that you know it's it's the female version of Luke Skywalker. Okay. That is understandable. You know, I see a lot of comparisons to that. Comparisons. That's understandable. But, and, and Jin, oh my god, that did not feel forced at all. And no pun intended. Again, that did not feel forced at all. She it, she fit so natural in the movie, and so did, I feel, Rey did in The Force Awakens. Um, or even a female characters like Ahsoka, you know. She, she wasn't force-fed uh, down people's throats. She just... She was there, and she people fell in love with her because of her character and and her, of course, Ashley, her voice actor. So it's not, you know, it's it's not like we're being force fed things with those kind of with that kind of stuff with the movies or whatever. But this now, or even in the comics, this is what I love about Star Wars. I love that it's very diverse. We get female characters, male characters, prominent male characters, prominent female characters, and then all these aliens and whatnot. That's why I love Star Wars. It's so diverse. We're never tied down to one thing. It's always a whole bunch of different people. But when it's this, where it's just, it's being force-fed down people's throats with, I mean, again, you don't have to watch it. But my only thing is with the marketing campaign, and that's the thing with Star Wars so far with the animated stuff, when... Rebels was coming out. They did a terrible job with the trailers because I just despised the trailers so much. And then when the actual show came out, I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty good. The trailers weren't selling me on anything. The trailers for Rebels sucked. And it was very, it looked very kiddish and whatnot. And the show was actually not. So, um, this could be a gr- these could be great shorts, but their marketing, their, their strategy, these trailers are not selling it. And especially with, um, you know, the male collectors, I'm a collector myself, but I'm not complaining about the female toys that they're putting out. Um, I think those are pretty cool. And I actually like the story they gave at Celebration, the the female actresses. They were like, you know, as kids, we never had these kind of toys. And it's it's awesome now that um, the in this generation of girls, they get to play with them now. Because back then they didn't have um, a lot of female characters um, for toys. So I thought I thought that was really cool. I like the story on that. But it's just like. Fix your marketing up. Make it appeal to everyone. Like, you're already going to pull in that a Star Wars girl or you're going to bring in new fans with this um, the series of shorts and the actual show that's supposedly coming on. But apparently, I was talking to Edgar last night from Cantina Thoughts because we were, we were recording the uh, comic book uh, review for Darth Vader issue one. So we actually talked beforehand and he was talking to me about... Um, whatever the show is called forces of destiny and he's like no it's celebration they actually said there's gonna be more uh like a more a different like this is the first wave then we're gonna get a second wave which is gonna be like all the male heroes 
So I'm like, okay, cool, you know. But the, the whole thing is like, why not make it diverse? Like have two girls in here and two guys. You know, you could have Ray, um, and Ray and Jin, and then have Cassian and then um, Finn. You could, you know, make so have set them in waves. The only thing, honestly, that I'm looking forward to this is Ahsoka because I freaking love Ahsoka and um, it looks like they're going to develop her character a lot with this series. Not so much Leia or um, Sabine because that looked like that took place in season two um, in the trailer with Sabine's um, outfit because that's the one she had on in season two. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, check out the trailer and then come back and listen to the Buckhead podcast. But um, yeah. Not a big fan of the trailers, um, and just not a big fan of the marketing, and don't force feed this down my throat with all these, um, because here's the thing, I love that Star Wars has so many dominant and prominent female characters, I'm one of those big fans, like, Jin was freaking amazing in Rogue One, Ray was, I'm not against any of that, of, because there's a lot of people, uh, Star Wars is having too many, uh, female lead roles, and I hate it, there's those haters, and I'm not one of them, I actually love that, um, because Rogue One felt so natural with Jin, and so did so did Force Awakens. But with this, this is just feeling like we're shoving down female female characters down your throats to Star Wars fans. And um, really, this doesn't seem like everyone. This is more towards the younger audience, and definitely more of the female fans. Which is, I mean, look, I like that they're kind of playing catch up with. Um, oh, we didn't have enough, you know, um, of these of these um, female roles. In the past, and we're making up for it. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And you definitely made up for that in Force Awakens and Rogue One. But let's not let's not overdo it, if that makes sense. And I'm not hating on female characters again, in case you're not getting the message. Because I frick, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, no matter put the put your whatever your DC haters put that aside. Rogue, uh, I'm sorry. Wonder Woman is such an amazing film, and Wonder Woman Gal Gadot, she kicks ass in that movie so go watch that if you are um if you you know if you want to see more female roles in um dominant female lead roles in uh hollywood but that was just freaking amazing what she did at gal gadot what she did in that movie was phenomenal wasn't a big fan of her a big fan of her in uh batman versus superman but in wonder woman wow she really made up for um that so go check that out and um forces of destiny <sighs> we shall see we shall see where this goes. Um, not like I said, not a big fan of their marketing. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's really what all I can say for that. All right. For our second news topic of the day, the star Wars show announced that the home release, by the way, I love the star Wars show. It's, it's like every single week that show comes out. Like they, that's where they, all the news comes out. So I'm happy and I'm glad it's not just all scattered throughout the week. It, it mainly comes out through that show. So, Big shout out to the Star Wars show. Check it out. It's on the Star Wars YouTube channel. All right. They announced that the home release for Star Wars Rebels Season 3 will be released on Blu-ray and DVD on August 29th. Some bonus features include, and here's for the Blu-ray, Return to Mandalore explores uh, where Mandalore um, fits within the Empire's regime and whether Sabine can unite her people against the Empire- Imperial forces. Thrawn, a legend reborn. Learn Thrawn's significance in Star Wars lore and what the future may hold for this memorable villain. Apprentices to Outcasts, Kenobi, and Maul. Tracks uh, two adversaries um, who've clashed throughout the Star Wars history and find out why the time was right to conclude their story. 
the original Rebel Saw Gerrera Returns Extended. Meet the original Rebel. This exclusive extended version features Forrest Whitaker discussing the character he brings to life in both Rebels and Rogue One. And then there's five audio commentaries um, featuring Dave Filoni, executive producer, and then Justin Ridge, supervising director, Killian Plunkett, who's the art director, Keith Kellogg, animation supervisor, and Joe Aaron, who is the CG supervisor, lighting, and um, FX. So that's pretty cool for the Blu-ray stuff. Now let's get into the DVD stuff. And a Rebel Alliance discovers how the format, and of course the DVD stuff will be included on the Blu-ray. So DVD, this is all that it has. A Rebel Alliance discovers um, how, or a Rebel Alliance discover how the formation of the Rebel Alliance in Rebels ties into Rogue into the Rogue One timeline and the exciting story uh, possibilities that lie ahead for season four. And then Rebels Recon go behind the scenes with the cast and crew in nineteen entertaining and information packed episode recaps. So, I would the other day I was actually thinking I'm like. Is, when is Rebel Season 3 going to come out on Blu-ray? Because uh, I really need it. I need it now. So um, I was really wondering. And then this dropped on the Star Wars show. So um, yeah, go check it out on YouTube. But um, And let me say, the cover for it is just so amazing. Um, let me see if I have the cover here so I can describe it to you guys. But it, I freaking love the cover. It's the best Rebels cover so far, in my opinion. And my, my thing is... Why didn't they use this cover for season three? It would have promoted the season way better because all they had for the season was this white background and like two walkers, AT-AT walkers in the background and, and then like Thrawn, Maul, and then Ezra and Sabine. And it just looked all dysfunctional and Maul looked like a reindeer <laughs> in the on that uh, p promotional or season poster. But this looks so much better. It's um so it's Ezra in the middle with his lightsaber green like sl sl um slicing um or splitting up the image um or splitting it kind of not in half but w one good side and one bad side and then Sabine's with the dark saber Maul's in the back or on the side of Ezra and then all the heroes are on the left side at the bottom Hera Kanan and Zeb and on the right side is Thrawn and it's like Hera and Thrawn are back to back so that's really it's awesome and then we have um. Governor Price there, and then we have a Death Trooper um, there, so that looks really cool. Um, I'm not. I mean, the only thing that really is missing is I don't. Well, you see Y wings. I think those are Y wings, but um, no. Oh, Chopper. I was gonna say where is Chopper at, but he's in the background flying, so that's um, that's really cool. And season three was a really good season in my opinion. Big step up from season two because. I'm gonna be honest with you. Season two, I did not really like. Um, there's a lot of um, call them what you will filler episodes, um, but season three did um, have a couple of those, and that was really annoying. But because um, here's the thing, if I was binge watching this, and I'm jealous for you people who binge watch this show, but if I was binge watching this, no problem at all. Like fillers, like would be fun episodes to take a break. But when you're watching them week to week or waiting even two weeks from, it's no fun. So if it were if I was binge watching them, cool. I you know I, I would like those episodes, but if I'm actually watching week per week, big disappointment. So um, season two, what really made the season was the premiere episode Siege of Lothal, um, and then the uh, season finale, which was uh, when Ahsoka and Vader meet again. So that was really cool because they set up a 
nice storyline in the Siege of Lothal uh, premiere for season two that came out uh, June twentieth, twenty fifteen. How I remember that, uh, don't ask me or don't judge me. But um, that's the day it premiered, and it was like a big summer event, and I loved it, and I really liked the episode. Um, and it set up this like, okay, does Vader know that Ahsoka's out there? Um, and we saw that in Siege of Lothal that he sensed her presence, but does Ahsoka know who Vader is? That was the whole thing of season two. And they totally dropped the ball on that. They didn't continue any of that because that's what we're all looking forward to. Then we got sidetracked with, I mean, it was awesome seeing clones, but we got sidetracked with clones, um, with, again, some of the episodes were really cool, but then we got some whale episode and it was just like, where is the storyline? We would slowly pick it up and then totally drop it again. So that was really annoying. But then we got um, back on track at the end of the season when Ahsoka and Kanan and Ezra, they all went to the Jedi Temple on Lothal. And then um, Ahsoka there realized, oh shoot, my old master is this new um, terror that the the galaxy is facing. So um, she said, there's still a way. And, you know, to me, the finale was really good. But to me, it was a disappointment. I felt like, um, you know, instead of ending Ahsoka like that... Um, they would, well, some say she's alive, some say she's dead. I lean in the middle. I really do. I stay in the middle. That's where my place is. But what I think would have been cool is if they followed what they said in the season premiere of season two, and that was, you must capture Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine was telling Vader, you know, this Jedi Ahsoka, I'm not Jedi, but ex-Jedi, this Ahsoka, this old apprentice of Skywalker, may lead us to other um, Jedi like Kenobi and then they're talking about Yoda so I it would have been super cool and instead instead of killing her Vader captured her like the Emperor told her told him that he actually captured her and then took her to his castle Mustafar and interrogated her that would have been super cool that would have been super cool and um they duel I, I like they did in the in the temple or in that Sith temple on um on why can't I remember the planet's name? Um, shoot. But anywho, Malachor, you know, like they did keep it, but instead of, you know, ending her, whatever went on there, Vader um, captures her and then a stormtroopers arrive. They take her and he takes her to Mustafar and the next season interrogates her. And the whole season, um, they're trying to plan an attack on Mustafar so then they could save her instead of, you know, how this season played out. That would have been super cool. And, um, you know, at the end, they try to save Ahsoka, but then Ahsoka and Vader duel again, and then he kills her. That would have been super cool. Um, instead, I would have, I would think instead of all this, like, oh, Ahsoka, a wolf, uh, or a space wolf, or whatever. So, I don't know. End of rant. Um, anywho, season three, uh, in my opinion, was a big step up from season two. Um, the premiere was not, it did not be Siege of Lothal, but I still enjoyed it. Um, season finale was sort of a disappointment because, um, well, for those who are waiting for the Blu-ray to watch season three, I won't spoil anything, but um, it's actually a pretty good finale. Not It definitely does not beat the finale for season two of Rebels, but um, it was still a good finale, and it, we're going to see where these heroes and villains go from here in season four. So I'm excited for that, and I'm definitely picking up the Blu-ray because... Um, love the blu-ray and i actually like the side panel where each in like the season one there's ezra with his long hair season two it looks like 
you know, newer, older Ezra and with the scar from the Inquisitor, and now it's buzz cut Ezra on the side. So I love that. I love that they're keeping the tradition of updating Ezra each time. So I like that. I like little things like that because I'm a big fan of these Blu-ray covers because Clone Wars was just one character and it was, you know, it didn't say much, you know. So um, I actually like these uh, covers and the back, the back art and stuff. And what it says there is amazing. So definitely looking forward to this. And um, season two, people were complaining because there was not a lot of bonus features on Blu-ray. And Blu-rays, I paid like almost 40 bucks for the season two Blu-ray arrivals. Definitely not worth it. But I'm a collector. I always hit myself in the head. So um, I had to get it. Um, season three, no different. I will be getting it. And I'm so happy that there's now bonus features of sorts on there. So um, stay tuned for that. August 29th is when uh, we'll get our season two or season three, excuse me, Blu-ray, because season two for the Blu-ray Rebels actually came out August 30th. So that's actually pretty cool. We get a, a day um, early than last year. So looking out for that. Um, and I'm super excited. And now, folks, to our uh, next fun, very fun uh, news topic of the day or of the week. Um Still in the aftermath of the Han Solo movie mess, the new director, Ron Howard, has taken to Twitter to share his first picture on set. He tweeted a picture of the ground beneath him and said, Cool scene today, but I'm afraid this is the most revealing image I dare share from my first day on the set of the untitled Han Solo movie. The Han Solo movie is still slated to hit cinemas in May 2018, and I believe that's a May 25th release. Hopefully, um, they keep it to that day, but you know what? Honestly... I'm so awed at like they already have a director and you know some people are worried around about Ron Howard but he's a good friend of George Lucas um he helped out with the prequels if you didn't know that so stop if you know you're a very prequel fan and you're hating on Ron Howard just know that he was one of the people who brought you your favorite movies so just gonna put that out there um and he also um he goes all the way back to working with George since um American Graffiti and with Harrison Ford he worked alongside Han Solo so, um, who better to direct a Han Solo movie than him? Uh, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still a bit angry that they waited this long, Lucasfilm, to fire the directors if there was a problem. Um, but you know, there's a lot of, please, like I said on the last podcast, take whatever news story you read out there with a grain of salt, because there's a lot of shakeups happening, a lot of details released every day. And I could sit here and discuss all of them, but I really, some news sources I trust, some I don't. And really, I don't want to discredit um, Chris and uh, Chris and Phil. So I don't want to discredit them. Uh, but some of these stories worry me, like <laughs> out in Aaron Reich, the guy who's um, acting as Han Solo. Um, you know, there was a story that said um, he needed an acting coach. And that's very troubling to hear. Um, so I, yeah, I, just, <laughs> oh man, this is just, this is bad. And I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be mad if they said, okay, you know what? Honestly, we can't, we can't bring this to screen, uh, too much. Um, and we don't want to ruin Han Solo's character. Now, I don't even know why this movie's getting made, being, uh, made because we don't need a Han, young Han Solo movie. Do it in a comic book if it's so important. It's, it's just, it, it aggravates me. So, um, not that much looking forward to this, but then I am because I want to see what Ron Howard does. Um, 
I was excited for Chris and Phil's take. Don't get me wrong. You know what they done with Twenty One Jump Street, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, one of my good movies, um, and then you know the Lego movies. So, but then you know they were saying reports were saying that um, Alden Ehrenreich was first you know to lead awareness that the directors were not treating Han Solo right, the character that some of you know the the stuff was didn't feel like Han Solo that he would say so like I don't know that's very it's very troubling to hear and it, it just kind of scares me a little so and he was even like portraying being portrayed as Ace Ventura Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura imagine that so um that's that's actually very troubling to hear so um hopefully that you know and apparently all these little tidbits when Ron Howard was um announces the new director the production team broke in applause and you know so that you know people are blaming kathleen kennedy and such but um obviously the production crew um here's like based on these reports that um they also had a troubled time with the um the directors so uh, moving forward um hopefully everything goes as planned um hopefully ron howard is able to um pick up this mess and but I don't know if they if they say they need more time, I'd be like, okay, let's not rush this project. Especially this movie does not need to be rushed. Take your time, make the best movie possible. So, um, with all this stuff being said, I can only say I'm okay with if they cancel the movie and we can't bring this to screen. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't complain. But Oh, may the force be with them, honestly, because this is just a huge mess, and I, I can't stop talking about it, and all these details being emerging every single day. Every single day, there's some, a new little tidbit. Alden Ehrenreich needs a, a coach, an acting coach. The directors uh, did this, you know. Lawrence Kasdan, the writer, didn't like this, and it's just like every day there's little tidbits. But again, like I can say, I can only say this, or express this enough. Take these news stories as a grain of salt, with a grain of salt, uh, or even rice if you want, but with a grain of salt. Um, and, you know, if some of these, you know, especially the main one where um, it, the story was that the directors were actually fired, they, no creative differences, they were just fired or whatnot. They weren't, you know, they didn't decide, decide to resign. They were fired. You think that Lucasfilm, if it was false, you think that they would have came out and said, no, 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 there was actually creative differences and um, they actually resigned. But no, they haven't come out still. So to date of what is it today, in case they do come out tomorrow, Friday, June 30th, they have not come out and said, oh, yeah, false, you know. So we're taking this with um, as a bit of grain of salt. Um, so please don't believe everything you read out there, folks, because some of it may be real or some of it may be fake news. So, anywho, let's get to our next awesome topic. All right. Um, so, with Star Wars Battlefront 2 well on the way, another Star Wars game is well on the way and very under wraps, too. So, this is your official spoiler warning. Before you go, before you go. Um, you might want to skip five minutes ahead if you want to avoid um, spoilers for um, this new game's story or their narrative. So you might want to skip five minutes. I'll keep it short. Um, so according to MakingStarWars.net, Visceral's upcoming Star Wars game will focus on a character name. If you're still here, jump ahead. Dodger. 
apparently his code name. Um, he is an Alderanian survivor and Imperial draft dodger. Ooh, they Imperials had a draft. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, who draft dodger who takes a job from Jabba the Hutt so he can pay off corrupt Imperial officials to take his name off the list of Alderaan survivors. Ooh, that's pretty cool. We did touch upon that in the Leia comic, Marvel's first Leia comic. I think they're probably gonna make another, but um, that's what they touched on about you know that where do we where you know where do all these Alderaan survivors go and you learn in the comic where they go so that was pretty cool. Um, meanwhile, the Rang clan are ma- mining the remains of Alderaan to create a new chemical weapon that they will attempt to sell the Empire. Dodger will witness the weapon being used on a close friend and he will be forced to confront his past and decide what he truly believes. New reports also um, discuss about Dodger's partner in the game, Robbie Mattox. Robbie Mattox is a woman in her early 30s that is um, Dodger's partner in the in crime and in the game. Um, she's a gunslinger. A gun, oh, I said that really weird. A gunslinger with an attitude and is one of the only people Dodger can trust both personally and in a fight. We cannot understate her importance in this um to the series being laid out um right now as she's our main uh, other main hero supposedly the plan is to have her take center stage in a sequel down the road that um that sounds a bit silly i do like the draft dodger thing that that's actually pretty um neat i don't like this whole rang clan mining the remains of alderaan to create a new chemical weapon that sounds a bit foolish but we shall see again. This these are just rumors. This is not official. I did want to address this though because um, I do want to have much game talk as here as possible. Um, but because I last week I did talk about Battlefront two and comics, but we're not talking comics this week. This week, um, anywho, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. We did see concept art from this game, and it looked very cool. Imperial banners. It looked like Tatooine or something. Imperial banners were um, all around there, so that looked really cool in a Star Destroyer, not in the far distance, I believe. Um, that looked pretty cool, but um, I'm digging this draft dodger thing, just not this mining remains of Alderaan and, and turning it into like some a chemical weapon. That just sounds a bit foolish and a bit silly. So um, I buy the story. I buy the draft thing, not so much the other stuff, but um, that kind of does it for our news topics of the day. Um, you know, if I pretty much covered what was, what I really liked from the week, not too many, I don't like covering little details. Oh, you know, um, I covered very important ones and I got all of the important ones, the ones that interest people, not the little, um, spoilers for the films or whatever. I did spoil a little game if the rumor turns out to be true, but, um, I did want to talk about that. All right, folks, we have reached that part of the show where it's Buckethead Hollow Mail. Um, I wish I had theme music for this, but I don't. So in this part of the show, I read and answer the questions you guys have been sending me all week long. Please, guys, if you guys want a question answered on the show, send it over to allstarwarsnetwork at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram at underscore Star Wars, and I'll uh, check it out there. But as always, I always get numerous and thousands of uh, DMs. So please keep it email for now. Um, because I will probably not even see your, um, your DM. So uh, there's a good chance that I don't see it. So please just be safe. Send it to me, um, to me, um, through email 
I've gotten some email questions and I see them there first and I will most likely select them first for here on the show. So thank you guys who sent in uh, email questions. Um, so our first question comes from the email part and that's from Mike Dolly. And I got numerous questions, but um, I'm picking a select that I think fit very well. But Mike Dolly, um, he says, what did you think of Han Solo's death? Um, so first of first and foremost, um, I did not expect them to kill off Han Solo in this movie at all. But um, ooh, there's some big thunder out there. But anywho, um, it's probably the Han Solo movie ruckus. But <laughs> um, so first, um, oh, and we are talking about Han Solo. It was spoiled for me. His death in Force Awakens was spoiled for me. Some jerk of a friend was spoiled. Hey, Han Solo uh, dies in The Force Awakens. I was like, what? I'm like, why would you even say that to me? You know how big Star Wars fan I am. So it was, and I, it was that Friday that I came out the 18th, but I was seeing it the 19th with friends and family. So I was really upset. And the entire uh, way home from the bus ride, he's like, hey, Mike. Han Solo dies. I was just super mad. I was at that point. I was really mad. I'm like, seriously, um, why would you spoil it for me? So, um, I got really mad. But um, and my brother was too spoiled um for the movie. But um, and some jerk on Instagram sent me. That's where I learned it first. So he sent a picture of or a video or I think it was a picture of Han Solo being sad. He's like, Han Solo dies in the Force Awakens. No, but he little jerk was doing it as a spoiler, and I'm like, what the heck? I was super mad, and what I like now is that Instagram kind of like, um, if you're not following people, they send in, uh, it comes in as a request, and the image is blocked, so I'm really, uh, I'm happy about that, um, for that type of reason, so for Rogue One, I actually went the day, the night premieres, premiered, because I told my mom, like, no way am I going to see, um, same thing is going to happen to me uh, with uh, Force Awakens, so um, it was spoiled for me, but the day I watched it, wow, I was still waiting for the Han Solo to die, I'm like, is it true, is it true, and then when he was killed, it was just very emotional, and I actually, I didn't cry then and there, I actually cried when uh, Ray, uh, when Leia embraced Ray. so that's why I'm like, no, Han Solo's actually gone, so actually, what do I think of his Han Solo's death, I think he went out in, because here's the thing, did he go out in a badass way, no, but the fact that he was trying to bring his son back, um, trying to make up for his mistakes like that very honorable and very sad is is really bittersweet so um i'm sad that han solo will not be returning um but um i think just the improvement of his character i really love han solo's character in the force awakens how much he's grown um not age wise but of a character so um really like that and thank you mike dolly for the question ruben writes and this is from instagram would the Sarlacc be able to digest the Zillow Beast from Clone Wars, not for its size, but for its indestructible skin? This is a really good question, and I like questions like these. Um, so the Sarlacc, obviously the thing from Return of the Jedi that, um, you know, Jabba was trying to shove Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Luke down um, under in. Um, and what's cool is Zillow Beast from Clone Wars, Dave Filoni is a big Godzilla fan, huge Godzilla fan. So uh, this is Star Wars's version of Godzilla, the Zillow Beast. And what the Clone Wars did with the Zillow Beast was actually pretty cool. I like two episodes, um, like the strike of the Zillow Beast or something like that. And then the Zillow Beast strikes back, like cool episodes 
episode titles like that. But what I, I really liked what they did uh, with the Zillow Beast, and it, it left a, at a cliffhanger. And it was like Palpatine told the doctor, he's like, after he, the Zillow Beast attacked Coruscant, at the end, he's like, I want you to clone it. The Zillow Beast was dead. I want you to clone it. And it was just like, whoa, whoa, what just, what did he just say? So um, that's where people were, you know, speculating. I remember the conversations. Oh, the, the skin, because the skin is indestructible. Not even a lightsaber could harm it. Well, why did he want to clone it? What did he want to do with that skin? So um, I thought that was really intriguing. You know, people were speculating. Oh, you know, the Death Star. That's that's you know they use that skin um, for the Death Star. Um, they used for the Star Destroyers. They used it for something. So it remains to be seen what and why or why he wanted the Zillow Beast cloned. So we shall wait and see. But um, do I think the Sarlacc would be able to digest the Zillow Beast? No, because the Sarlacc uses, you know, like acid to break down um, the its food. Yeah. Um, and the Zillow Beast has indestructible skin. So it would not be able to um, digest the Zillow Beast. It, the Zillow Beast would just literally be hanging um, in there. Um, so like Boba Fett. But that's another debate uh, for another time. But it w- literally would just be hanging in there. But yeah, do you guys think we could see the Zillow Beast in the near future? Get its own comic or debut in something, or I mean, return in something. Be sure if you're listening slash watching on YouTube to comment below what you think of the show so far. What you know, th- tell me what you guys think about some news. Comment about the Han Solo film, um, and things and such. And you could comment questions down too. And we're we're actually doing Twitter um questions now, and you guys can follow uh, me all underscore Star Wars. And Star Wars Captures is actually um, taking over the account. I'll be on there sometimes, but he will. Um, we're taking Twitter questions there too. So you, we have all these places where you guys can e- um, send in your questions, not email us. Email us at allstarwarsnetwork at gmail.com to send in your questions. Um, send them in at all underscore Star Wars on Instagram. And you guys can also send them through Twitter now, all underscore Star Wars. All right, our last question of the day comes from Pedro, and he writes, how did Commander Gregor survive? Um, well, uh, Commander Gregor, so here's the thing. There was always hints that Commander, and if you don't know who he's talking about, um, well, really, it's, hold on, let me let me actually do some fact um, check, check in here because um, I they said it in a um, behind the scenes of a Clone Wars episode that uh, Dave Filoni, um, and it's actually Captain Gregor, but Captain Gregor, um, and he actually returns in Clone Wars. Um, but Gregor, um, what's cool is he was brought in as a clone commando um, in um, in Clone Wars. And actually, I think he's, yeah, he's a commander in Rebels, apparently. A clone commando, a clone trooper captain of the Grand Army of the Republic. So that's him, CC557639. Nicknamed Gregor, and actually I love this character. He so he lost his memory from amnesia um, after he crashed on, um, on. He barely made it through the Battle of Genosis, so kind of paralyzed in that his troop squadron went down. I think it was the Battle of Gen- no, the Battle of Sarish, I believe. No, never mind. Forget that. The Battle of Sarish, and what I liked was that the Battle of Sarish was actually was actually an event in the Dark Horse comics. Now. The Battle of Sarish is canon, but not that comic, if that makes sense. 
uh, but the Battle of Sarish, that's where, um, you know, his his men were def uh, depleted and stuff, and his transport ended up crashing on Abafar, where he escaped or whatever. So, I would actually love a comic. I always say this. Make it a comic. Make it a comic. I would love for them to do a comic on uh, Gregor. So, basically, he crashed. Um, and then uh, this diner guy, this cook, found him and, you know, made him rethink his life. And, you know, oh, you're a cook. You know, you work for me. So, it's kind of BS like that. Just so there's nasty people that live out in the galaxy. So, um, in this droid episode in Clone Wars, um, they try to raid a um, separatist shuttle so they could flee to a Republic ship in outer space. And it, 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 it's not the best arc. But there are some cool stories there. Like the one before this episode was just terrible. This episode um, was pretty cool towards the end. So, um, and then he comes back. He dies in an ex big explosion of uh, fuel. I forgot what. Of Rhydonium. And that actually comes back in Rebels. But with Rhydonium explosions everywhere. And he actually survived. But this time, first time he survived and he had amnesia. This time he's like very hysterical. Um. So I very hysterical and he kind of doesn't take things serious because in the Clone Wars, he's very serious. But after, I guess, he got br more brain damage and he's he's um, he suffers from uh, I can't think of the actual term, but um, he's he he's hysterical and does takes nothing very seriously in um, in Rebels. So I think that's a cool um, that's a um, pretty cool character change. But yeah, like his, you know, brain took a. This is what it says on Wikipedia. Now that I'm reading, now that I mentioned this, it comes up. Unfortunately, his brain took a hit, and as a result, he suffered from episodes of mild insanity. So that's actually pretty cool. Um, I love actually love learning more about clones. So he uh, suffers from mild insanity. That's crazy. For suffering first from amnesia, now from mild insanity. There we go. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's really cool. Um, do. Why did he survive? I mean, he suffered a big battle, Battle of Sarish, and he even suffered, um, he even survived his shuttle crashing on, um, Celios, or not Celios, um, Abafar, wherever that episode took place, that planet, Abafar. So I thought that was really, that was pretty cool, um, but yeah, I mean, he survived once, he can survive again, and Dave Filoni was hinting in Clone Wars and the commentary that they did. Like, you know, it, you know, don't think that Gregor is dead. He, I always try to find for people to come back. So, um, because in the episode, he actually says, he says, I promise I'll make my way back home. And it's like, then that's why it makes, uh, Mieber Gascon and R2-D2 and the rest of the droids actually leave. Like, okay, we believe you. And then, um, then they see that he died. Well, they think that he died because it was just a big explosion. But Dave Filoni says he likes keeping promises. So like the Zilla Beast that should come back, and um, Gregor found his way back in um, Rebels, so I thought that was pretty cool, um, connecting the dots there, but that is the end of our show, I want to thank, um, special thank you to Mike, Ruben, and Pedro, um, who sent in questions this week, and for the rest who sent in questions, keep sending your questions um, through my email, all Star Wars uh, Network at gmail.com. And if we get enough, we'll distribute, redistribute them uh, for the Cantina Thoughts and myself. Um, but yes, please send them there. Please also DM me. Be sure to DM me um, all underscore Star Wars. And hopefully I'll see it there. 
But be sure if you're listening on iTunes to, to subscribe for more episodes like this one. And please review us. Give us five stars, please. I love those reviews. Um, if you're following us on SoundCloud, be sure to like this episode and comment um, or whatever the hard thing is. And YouTube, folks, be sure to like and subscribe for more weekly content, daily content coming soon. Um, I've actually been talking to people and we're actually getting more episodes, not of this, uh, well, of course of this, but um, more content out there for you guys. So that's going to be very fun. I've been talking to people. We're going to have vlogs of sorts. Uh, more details on that later, but you guys, we have a lot of things happening on the network right now. We have Edgar with Cantina Thoughts every Monday on SoundCloud, or I mean, it's a bi-weekly show, so uh, bi-weekly on SoundCloud and on YouTube, so check that out, and on iTunes, of course. Um, then we have Red 5 Live every Wednesday. There's a live stream if everything goes according to plan, so I'm, and even I'm, Edgar and I did a, um, a comics review of Darth Vader issue one we'll see how the first episode is received on YouTube and um we'll definitely do more episodes because we love talking about comics me and him are both passionate so um be sure to check that out that goes up Tuesday um and you know we have upcoming comic book reviews so if you like the comics go check out our spoiler review when it's up on Tuesday on the YouTube and um, the Buckethead Podcast, you guys can catch this episode three uh, you, on YouTube a week later if you're not uh, able to listen on SoundCloud or um, iTunes. But a lot of people listen on SoundCloud. So please, um, folks, please be sure to message me. Tell me what you thought of the show or comment down below if you are able to on, on the platform you were listening to. But if you're listening on iTunes right now, you're actually getting it a week early than um, other uh, people and SoundCloud too. So... Thank you guys for listening to the Buckethead Podcast. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this episode. If you have suggestions, comments, or questions, be sure to email me, allstarwarsnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you to you guys who have been doing so. Until next time, folks, may the force be with you. Bye-bye.